Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. Zach and I didn't die. Um, if you listened to the last episode, we thought maybe it was possible that we would die of heat stroke, but we didn't. So spoiler warning, we are alive. But also, if you wanted to know anything about Season 8, Episode 17 of American Dad, um, I highly suggest that you, if you want to watch that episode, I highly suggest you don't listen to this podcast because we're going to be talking about it. It's all right. It is okay, actually, because, like, chances of us talking, like, at length about this episode is so minimal. And it's all right if, if we spoil one episode of American Dad. It's going to be okay. Not for the big fans. That's true. Yeah. So this is your spoiler warning. We're going to be talking about it. So don't say we didn't warn you, bitch. (gasps) Sorry. (laughs) Language warning too, it seems. (laughs) Peace. I hate the word. I got... I got... I got one leg and a pocket of chicken. Did I put a little cornstarch on my werewolf, man? Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, a podcast where each week two dear friends watch every single film and TV show featuring their favourite character, well, just actor, John Leguizamo. Uh, My name is Zachary Ruane. You might know me from uh, uh, not being a morning person, which I'll reveal soon why I've said that. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host extraordinaire, Mish Witcherup, who you might know from. How kind. Um, from being a morning person. So there's a little difference between you and me. Why are you looking at me like I that? I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I really am. I've, I've trained myself to be that way. What time, what time do you get up? What do you do? What's this? I get up. My alarm is set for 7.20 every morning. And then, like, on weekends, 8 o'clock. And you get up? Yeah. You spring out of bed? Absolutely not. But it takes me, like, I, I – so let's just say yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. 8 a.m. alarm goes off. Keep in mind, I have a high-energy dog. So right. I've, ever since getting him specifically, yeah. I've had to train my body to wake up early because he needs me. But at 8 o'clock I set my alarm. Yeah. Um, I'll give my partner a little hug and then I'll roll over and I'll check the news on my phone because that's kind of where I get my news so I don't watch the news. I tend to read the news. So I read the news on my phone, check the check the apps, check the gram, uh, sometimes check TikTok if I'm so inclined. So what, that takes about 20 minutes. What news do you read? Uh, the Guardian and ABC. Oh, nice. Lefty Pinko. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I say The Guardian and ABC? I meant Fox News. Good. Was, yeah, <laughs> the good stuff. For a Lefty Pinko. <laughs> I'm all about Breitbart and some and <laughs> you like the real news. Yeah, I like the real news—the <laughs> one that doesn't pull the wool over your eyes. Fucking mainstream, <laughs> lamia. That's what I call it. 
with my friends. Uh, I think, like, oh, no, let's not. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I was about to go, like, I actually think fuck. that this is a non-biased source, but I can't even be fucked. Um, anyway, ABC, yeah. So ABC about 8.20, that kid's 8.20, so it's 8.20 on a Saturday. I get up, I go for wee, brush the teeth and let my dog into the bedroom. And then we all have a bit of a cuddle until about 8.30. Then we're walking in, mate. Wow. So I'm up. and I, I, but, but that being said, I say I'm a morning person, but I also don't go to bed till like one. So I just, I'm, I'm a person who doesn't sleep enough. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, which I, in my opinion, and this is just, you know, this is all down to definition. I would say if I had a dog that got up early and I had to walk that dog at 8.30, my dog likes to sleep in. I'm sorry to say that. I know that's the worst thing I could say. To no, I don't mind. But uh, my dog loves to sleep in, just yeah. loves a lounge. <laughs> Um, but if I had a dog or, you know, I'm sure one day, you know, there'll be kitties around one day and they'll be running around. But if I, you know, if I had a dog that had to get up early, Mm. um, and I got up early or if I was on a television show, Mm. like a long running, if I was on Neighbours or Mm. Home and Away and I had to get up early every single day, if I did breakfast radio and I had to get up at 4am every single day. Mm I would still not be a morning person. I hear what you're saying. You know, even if I was getting up, I wouldn't be a morning person. I honestly do think I am a morning person. I truly mean that because if I, on the rare occasion I get a sleep in, which for me is like 10 o'clock, right? Mm -hmm. Like a proper, I sleep till 9.30, I roll around for half an hour, I get out of bed between 10 and 10.30. Yeah. I always regret it because the day is if like I hate to be that fucking piece of shit, but it really is that like the day is gone. By the time you're getting up, it's like and you're out the house. It's like eleven o'clock, and it's like, well, there goes my whole fucking morning. Yeah, that's interesting. I think because like let's be honest. No, yeah, no, staying- no. I agree with you. I agree with the idea of the morning is great, and it's not like at night we're like thriving. Like if you think about it, if we're both staying up to like one a.m. between ten and one. We're not doing anything. Like we're, I'm, no, that's true. I'm watching movies and scratching my ass and stuff. Like I get I'm not, really good ideas. I get really good ideas at about, like, honestly, at about midnight. And I often wonder, I'm just like, maybe I should just right now. Mm. I should just sit down and do a little it's bit interesting. of writing. It's so interesting you say that because when you and I get on like a proper message train, it's usually when my partner's gone to bed because he's a 10.30 man. Yeah. He is... 10.30 every day because he's got a proper adult job. Yeah. 10.30 every day he's upstairs in bed. Yeah. And I often stay up for about an hour and a half longer than he does. Yeah. And usually it's when I'm lying on the couch and Stanley, my dog, is lying on my leg and I've got my um, my head's on the arm breast of the couch and you and I are just shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. Shooting the That's shit. That's when the idea And, it's, and it feels like 10.30 is when Zach... Zach's ready to work with me. <laughs> but genuinely, like, that's true. Like, I... I, I uh... I just, I kind of, I get going, I get going around then. And, and, and I do want, cause I know there are writers that, I mean, I don't really write that much, but you know, I think it's a part of what I do. Mm. So I've got to do it sometimes. And there are writers that I admire that like literally that they start writing, I've seen their schedules mm-hmm. and they start writing at like 8 PM and they go till 4 AM and that's mm-hmm. their process. The writer I'm referring to um, did unimaginable amounts of drugs and yeah. 
uh, died at about 45. Yeah, well, there you go. But wrote a couple of good books. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though because I never I never used to be this way. Like yeah. I, I truly, when I think back to like my early 20s, I would honestly be up until 4 a.m. Not do not partying, not on the druggies, like literally eating Maccas yeah. and like watching scrubs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I would go to sleep at four and I would wake up at midday. Yeah. And that was how I operated. But this is this is where I go. It's crazy to think that. This is where I go, and I'm sorry for like going so but this is where I don't believe that you're a morning person because I think, and there have been studies that have shown that people have like different mm-hmm. circadian rhythms and stuff. And, like, uh, I know people that are, like, morning people that are, like, falling asleep at 9.30. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to me, like, someone that is, like, falling asleep at 9.30 and is like, I have to go to bed because of no other reason than, than the sun is gone yeah. and, and I, am a pa- I am pastoral folk yeah. and I've got to go to bed. And then, and then they just have to wake up. Like, they just are awake at 6.00. Or they are awake at seven. That to me is the definition of a morning person. Whereas for me, if if all things went away, I mm. think if all things except for maybe the artificial light in my house, mm. if everything else went away, I think I would still be one who would be slow to go to sleep and mm. slow to wake up. See, I honestly think I'm a happier person when I wake up early. Oh, I agree with that. That's healthier. <laughs> that's better. But I'm saying there's no alarms. Mm. Okay. There's no alarms. There's no phones. There's no social media. Mm. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to be anywhere. All there is is the artificial light in your house. Yep. What's your rhythm? I hear what you're saying. It's funny actually because in saying that, I just went away for a few days, right? I went and stayed at my friend's beach house with about eight of my mates. Comedian friends, right? Comedian and artist friends. And we're all early 30s, right? Late 20s and early 30s. Mm-hmm. No one got up before 10 a.m. It was very interesting. Wow. Like there was no one. Oh, that's not true. One person went for a run at nine. Wow. Oh, but that's a mystery. at 10 o'clock, everyone kind of rolled out of bed and was like, morning. And it was just like, that's very interesting to me. Were you up before them all? Were you doing the No. Were you doing uh, well, the I, I got up at nine, so for yeah. me, but I was rolling around in bed. So to me, that isn't a morning person. Someone who gets up at nine and then just kind of flops around. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas, like, I do set my alarm for 7.20 and I'm out of the house by 8. Yeah, Like, yeah. walking my dog. So, oh, 8.15. Um, but it was like when given, when in a room of people yeah. that are all Hamish's. <laughs> <laughs> like, I reckon, I reckon they did morning radio for a while, I'm sure, Hamish and Andy. That's I reckon nice. Andy probably does actively get it. But if Hamish didn't have kids... Hamish didn't have morning yeah. responsibilities. I feel like Hamish would not be a morning person. Maybe you've clocked me. Maybe it is just that I've trained myself to wake You're up in the morning. And that's, you know, and I think there's something admirable about that. That's discipline and everything. I think it's like morning people. But I work nights now, so it's really fucked me because I'm still getting up very early. But my my work, like as in the stuff that pays my bills, is at night now. Yeah. So No, well, that because that's the thing about like the whole morning people thing you know it's like I, there are certain kind like there are certain morning people that love shitting on everyone and being like mm. well you're wasting all your day da, 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 da. and it's just like well you you've never seen CSI like 
You would have no idea. No idea. The Groundhog Day is on Channel 10 every two weeks at midnight. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. We fucking knew that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I kind of like I, I, I just think it's like if you're being productive, I just try to be. That's the thing is like the rest of the world kind of goes by this nine to five thing and like. I'm always trying to push it a little bit, mm. all a little bit later, you know, like cause, mm-hmm. because that's the the problem is I, I, I love a little sleep in. And you I do love, love to, a sleep in. I love to uh, I love to start a little later if I can, you know. Um, and if I do that though, the problem is then I also like finishing at five. <laughs> Whereas it's like if I start like at eleven or twelve. Mm. You really got to work to like six or seven. Yeah. Well, see, as I would, so right now we're recording this at 8 a.m. This is why we brought it up. Yeah. So Mish brought a coffee. Yeah. I brought Zach a coffee this morning because we both needed him. Like, um, mm. we both needed a coffee. So I got him a coffee. We're recording this at 8 a.m. Mm. I would rather start at 8 a.m. in my day and finish at four or five mm. than start at 10 and finish at seven, eight. Yeah. Like, I really do feel that way. Like, yeah. I, I just I, – I love clocking off at five. It's just such a nice feeling and I feel like if I start my day at midday, five hours isn't enough. Yeah, no, that's true. I – look, honestly, I think my ideal would be like start at 10 or 11, mm-hmm. work till like whatever, like work mm-hmm. till like five, mm-hmm. have a siesta – yeah, nice. And then get another four hours work done at like nah. eight. <laughs> but all creative. I, this is the, oh I yeah, we're talking creative. I here. wouldn't do like this is not how. I, it's like if I was writing a book, mm-hmm. if I was writing my memoir. Yep. <laughs> and like I had, and that's all I was doing. And I had a little cottage. Yep. I had a backyard, mm. and I had a little cottage out the back. Mm. How I would structure my day, all things considered, yeah. I think I would do some things later. Yeah, nice. Like I think I read. If we're talking creative work, I would rather work from eight a.m. till four. Still, you'd rather sit and write from eight a.m. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. No, and I and I look honestly. I'll say all like all of that. I am always better when I give myself a bit of discipline. So I'll start later than what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but I'll. It's never good when I'm like. It's just. It has just dawned on me. Yeah. How fucking dull the start of this podcast is. Surely no one cared. Like. I'm interested because I'm talking to my friend. We're shooting shit. Well, that's really the brand here. Yes, I know. But this conversation topic in particular. About morning person. No, it's relatable. We cracked that joke about CSI. Oh, yeah, that's good. (laughs) There was a quiet victory, I think, for me, you know, because I was like, I don't believe you. And then we kind of got to not so much a victory as a, a, you know, we got somewhere with that. We came to like a... um, an understanding, an understanding, a mutual understanding. You know, like I think there was, it was a quiet kind of drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Also, also, mm-hmm. this is why I said it's eight a.m. because you're not getting gold from Mission Zach at eight a.m. Oh, fucking no, no way. This is not when the yeah. Yun, 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 if yun. you've ever thought to yourself, "Wow, Mission Zach would be great morning host on Triple J," absolutely not. We're more like three AW people in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you want it, – it really depends. It's like, you know, most people are like, what What channel am I? Yeah. But we go the other way. So we're like, uh, 
if you want us in the morning, yeah, then you know, then yeah. we'll talk to the to the AM yes. talkback radio. Yeah, if you want us in the afternoon, then we can do the more fun ones. Yeah, exactly. If Triple J is ever just like, wow, I really want a high emissions act, yeah. right? Hate but, to break it to you, we're at Double J now. Yes. <laughs> Um, and they're like, wow, I reckon they'd be excellent brekkie hosts. Nah. Nah. We probably wouldn't be. We probably um, wouldn't We're be. not funky people in the morning. We're just, we're slow jams. But I could, tra- I could train myself to be funky in the morning. Well, I think that you and I can turn it on because we're consummate professionals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. I often wonder what us on radio would be like or even like a more commercial podcast like uh hey you know how we find out getting hired so let's put it out there there. that we are willing to do it zach not so much he's incredibly busy but i love i would love a bit of work i'll do a fancier fancier podcast than this yeah oh yeah fuck yeah yeah let's do it (laughs) (laughs) um mish we should talk about uh, also the air cons on i reckon tom's gonna get rid of the sound but we decided that um, if you listen to the last three podcasts that we recorded all in a row. <laughs> three just... of honestly some of my favourite. Like I had to do a listen back. <laughs> yeah, I was worried actually. And I was like, no, it's so fucked, Zach. <laughs> like <laughs> I listened back to the last three episodes because I wanted to make sure that we literally aren't being awful. And yeah. we are, but we are, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we literally sound like we're dying. Yeah. To remember back to where the state we were in. If you haven't listened to the three mini episodes before this one, definitely. They're, they're funny. They're fucking funny. I um, I I just had these like flashbacks of things I said and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it was like I was like after a night of drinking. That's yeah. how like out of it I was. So we have the aircon on. Um, the reason I didn't mention it earlier is Tom Armstrong, our sound guy. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Say, is... wait, Tom, just slip in, say hi to us back. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> um, he's really, really good at getting rid of like sounds underneath microphones and stuff like that. So you probably can't hear it. But in case you do hear, hear a little uh, apologies, I think it's fine. Mm. The amount of times times I listen to podcasts and they're like, sorry about this sound. And it's like, I couldn't hear it, cunt. That being said, though, our sound sound guy, Tom, is one of those genuine, like, freaky genius types, right, when it comes to his job. He's so good. Yeah. The amount of times we've given him some shit-ass audio and he's gotten it back to us and he's like, I'm just going to tell you that the audio on this is fucking cooked and it's not my fault, it's your fault. And we're like, so sorry, Tom. And then we listen back and to us it sounds so good. Like the first 50 I was doing on a laptop. Oh, my God. If you want to hear some shit audio, go back and listen to A Pyromaniac's Love Story where we did it with the hot department, but we were each on a laptop. So it was four different audios and Zach had to sync them all and we didn't really know what we were doing then. Oh, I'm so glad you took on that. That was very sweet of you to take on that job because it was just I think too that much was for me the to moment. handle. I think that was no, I was ready to learn a new skill. And I, that was the moment where I, it was hot department was where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I kind of want to listen to, I kind of want to watch that movie again now. Yeah, cool. Great. There's a couple I really want to revisit. Good for you. <laughs> All right. That was a fun one. That was a cute one. I remember that one being really cute. It was a really cute, cute one. It yeah. had one of the ball ones in it, didn't it? Yeah, and it was just like it had a little it had a little fun. Do you know what I really want to rewatch? Tell me, bro. Is the the black and white vampire one. That's the one I've been Jones and to rewatch. Oh, Night Owl. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm All like, right, good for you, Zach. I've just been thinking about it and I've been like, oh, that was a real mood piece and I would love to just watch that in the right. Yeah, you weren't in the – that was such a – I remember watching that going, that is such a Zach movie. And then when we got together and you were like, yeah, I was like, nah, something's off. You are right, bro? You are right, bro? <laughs> something's wrong because that was a you movie. You are right, then dude? when Alexi suggested it and you were like, I think I was in the wrong headspace. I was like, But I, I said that during the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, nah. But even today. Alexi said it to you, like, you're going to love this film, Zach. Yeah. So, that, like, you should rewatch that one. But in your own time, I don't really want to watch that one again. No. Well, I want to watch. About... I really want to watch Revenge again. I really want to watch Revenge yeah, again. Yeah, I do too, actually. And Whispers in the Dark, I could totally hit that one up again. All those sexy thrillers. Sexy thrillers, um, yeah. Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Let's talk about American Dad. American Dad. So... Fun fact, John Leguizamo did one episode of American Dad once. Of course he did because he's done fucking everything. <laughs> this is my blurb. Um, also, pr- warning about this blurb, it's not funny. Just straight facts. I slip in a couple of jokes. No, I can't. Just like at the end of each? Other, is it in paragraphs? No. I, I just I just wrote it. I wrote it this morning when I was waiting for you to come to the studio. Yeah, thank you for writing it. That's lovely. No, you're fine. But after I reread it, I'm like, I, it's just, I just wrote, I just spewed the facts. Can you um, just imagine it's an ad audition? Oh, God. No, yeah. no, because this happens a lot where you have to audition for an ad and they're like, it's funny. And okay. you're like, is it? And they're like, yeah, that's a joke. And you're like, it is? So can you can I just imagine I'm a director, I'm a casting agent, and I've just said this is a funny script. Right. Sell the jokes, even though there's no jokes. I think that'll be a fun exercise. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. American Dad Season 8 Episode 7 is titled The Full Cognitive Redaction of Avery Bullock by the coward Stan Smith. Stan Smith is American Dad. He was... <laughs> Who's ever watched it at? I think great job, Bish. Thank keep you going. so much. Um, but you still want me to keep doing it like it's a funny yep. ad? <laughs> oh. uh-huh. um, he works for the CIA and his boss, Avery Bullock, announces at work one day that Stan has been selected to be his successor. <laughs> They do a little dance. Stan is later pulled aside by an agent and told that Bullock has shown signs of dementia and needs to have his memory erased. This is later proven to be a total scam. Drama ensues. Meanwhile, Stan's son, Steve, a big nerd, is told that the new kid at school wants to beat him up. (laughs) He asks an alien friend or maybe his brother, I don't know, to help him out and get out of this pickle. John Leguizamo... Voices, Louise Ramirez, the school bully. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I hate casting agents so much. No, casting agents are great. We love them. But, um, (laughs) uh, but, 
There's, I do actually. But there is something very funny. It happens whenever you do an ad or you audition for an ad where they go, oh, do you want to just sell that joke this time? Oh and you're like, God. and you literally sometimes have to be like, what, uh, what joke. joke? What joke? Yeah. What, what joke? Ridiculous. <laughs> but we love ads. Mm. We love casting agents. And every ad I've ever been in, <laughs> that's not the one I'm referring to right I've now. never done a fucking ad, so prove me wrong, casting agents. Oh, you'd be great in ads. No, I, can I can't you. sell anything. No, I can see you. No doing chance. A good ad. I'm a sloppy bitch. Look at that. You do that. You do that. Oh, you'd be great. I could see you like uh, in some sort of uh, ad. No, I don't think I'm. Um, I hadn't. Here's a. F- I was about to say a fun story, but here's a story. I don't think I've told you. I'm sure I think you have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but tell me. Like I had we an can agent pretend, once because there's, there's other people in this conversation. That's right true. Now. It's not just me. Um, I had an agent once. This is like so when you go to art school, or at least the art school I went to, Ben Zach also went to. Uh, when you when you graduate, you do like a performance for a bunch of agents, and some people get picked up, and I got picked up. Good which, job. Thank you. But and which is not a big deal. For those of you in art school, if you don't get one straight out of art school, it really is fine. But um I got one and I was really, really happy and it was great. And they cast me, like they cast me, they they put me on their books and I went and had a coffee with them. And they told me the reason they put me on their books is because Rebel Wilson was huge. And that I was going like I had a real Rebel Wilson thing about me because I was blonde and a bit fat. A bit fat. <laughs> I was blonde and fat. And I was like, okay, great. But then they kept putting me up for musical theatre jobs and I was like, look, I can't sing and I, I, can't, oh my God. I can't dance. I was like, put, put me forward for, for things that, like, I can do. And they're like, oh, there's just no commercials coming out that would suit you. And I was like, okay, cool. I had another friend of mine who was signed to the same agent and they kept getting all these jobs and I asked to have a look at them and I was like, oh, and I was reading them. It's like, like you know, woman in her 20s does X, Y, and Z. Blonde female does X, Y, and Z. And I contacted my agent was just like, why, like, send me these. Why, is why? And they were just like, I just, we don't feel like you could sell something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that stayed with me my whole career. Like, I've just been like, I don't think I can do commercials. Anyway, um, they ended up, the agent ended up dropping me because I couldn't, uh, there was just no jobs coming in for Rebel Wilson types. Um so, yeah, it was really bad. Um, but the agency now no longer exists. Yeah. So it's fine. That's not how real agencies work. No, it was very odd. And, it, like, honestly, it stayed with me up until, like, my, until I was 30 that I wouldn't up be able to. Up until your 30s. Up until my 30s. <laughs> um, no, up until I was about 30. So a few years ago when I started to, like, get a grip of myself, I was like, oh, I couldn't work in commercial television. I couldn't work. I couldn't sell something. And then I was just, like, like in my kind of, like, self-discovery Error, so 28 to 31, I was like, hold on, this, I totally fucking could. Yes. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, like, I just heard you turn, what was the line you turned into a joke? <laughs> Stan Smith is American dad. <laughs> Stan Smith is American dad. Mm. You turn that into a joke and you tell me you can't make, no, that, no you could sell things. Yeah, no, I'm a talented person. <laughs> no, but like, I just did, like, I can say that now. Like, yeah, I could do that. Like, yeah. Me, like, that's insane. I know what I'm doing. Like a rebel. I've, I'd heard. They literally said to me over coffee, they're like, we are so thrilled. When we saw you at your showcase, we were like, oh, there's our Rebel Wilson. I was just like, my game. That is outrageous. <laughs> so I spent the first like three or four years out of uni thinking that I would only ever land a Rebel Wilson job. Yeah. Which is crazy because Rebel Wilson plays that part. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that is insane. Yeah. That is insane. I don't really... Um, no, like, but it's, it's, 
No, you'd be fine with ads. It's it's also like crazy as well. I don't want to get to industry year as well, but it's like it's not really like to a degree. Mm. It's the casting. It's your agent's job to say what you can and can't do. But to another degree, like even if you're wrong for a part, mm. like they should have put you up for every ad so that the casting agent got to know you. Yeah. And then was like, okay, she's not right for this ad. Oh. But if something comes along, we'll They know were you. a newish agency and yeah. I think that they were like, they didn't, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. It was very strange because my friend, you know, who's a very, very talented actor, um, was getting all these things. And I was reading them. I'm like, I could do. Yeah, you, yeah. I could do these. Like, I don't understand why I'm not being put forward for them. It's not like. Ads are horrible though. Ads are hot. Oh, I can't. I, I sounds awful. Do you? Remember? But that's where the money is. That's where the money. Do you remember when? Um, do you remember when we all of our friends? We were like twenty, right? You would definitely remember it because there's people in your class. Mm. All of our friends got that ad for a major. Um, uh, what do I call them? Uh, sort of mart. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A mart. Okay. A mart. Yep. A big major shop. Okay. Yep. Mart. And they got it. Yep, <laughs> Kmart. Anyway, <laughs> yes. And was it Kmart? I think it was. And then they and it was like mums and grandmas getting stuff for babies. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And they all so it was like mums and grandmas storming a shop to get like baby stuff, right? Mm. And all of the mums were girls that had just graduated university, so they were all like twenty one, twenty two. And all of the grandmas were our age. Oh my god! How was this ad made? That? Yeah, yeah, I remember it, and I remember being like twenty-one and just being like, which I guess like there are twenty-one. Like no, like people, there were pro- there would be twenty-year-old mothers listening right now, but all of the mothers were twenty. But the thing that was funny was all of the grandmothers were in their thirties. Oh, that's so fucked up, isn't it? Isn't it funny? It's very like because it's aspirational. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's but it's so funny. That's very funny. That's just like like literally like they had these. How does that work? Fucked. Speak. I have to go to a mart after this. Actually, thank you for reminding me. That's good. To, no worries. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is that I would love the opportunity to do commercial voiceover work. Um, but uh, the, the, and if anything, like if you're out there and you're looking to cast someone, you should cast me because my dreams were shattered when I was 24. <laughs> um, let's talk. They were. I'm actually totally fine. Um, uh, let's talk about American Dad. American Dad. Um, American Dad. Am I right in saying that American Dad wasn't that popular? Um, it wasn't in Australia, I don't think. It was like the spin-off to Family Guy. Well, but no, but Family Guy got the eight thirty slot. Yeah. And American Dad got the 10 p.m. slot. I feel like American Dad, I don't even remember when it came out. Like I feel like American Dad was just like like very much, it felt like a spin-off of Family Mm. Guy. Even though no characters carried over, I don't think. No. It was like it's the same kind of dynamic but a different. Oh, it's the same. It's so similar. Yeah. Like the, uh, like. There's this uh, this saying, the quote, I don't know, I'm going to fucking butcher it and I don't even know who said it, about how every single artist has one story to tell. Oh, wow. Seth yeah. MacFarlane has one, like, you know, he's yeah. very good at his story. Like, I really do yeah. think Seth, Seth MacFarlane is incredibly talented. He's got I really good, do think he does that. good voices. Such good voices. He does voices different. He does such, well, no, and he also wrote a book called, um, 
A Million Ways to Die in the West or something like that, which they turned into a movie, which was not that great. Um, but the book was so funny. Was that based on a book? Yeah, that he wrote. Because I know he made the movie. Yeah, he wrote a book. I was called. Tell you I think it's that. called A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. Um, and the book itself was so funny. That's I read great. it like it was a piss easy read. Yeah. I, I bought it for a plane trip. I was going somewhere Do and I read it in like four hours. Do you want to hear something crazy? I watched the movie on a plane. Oh. That's cute. That's we're, my we're goal. Meant to be. That's my goal <laughs> in life is to make plain movies. Oh, well, I was on a internment. It was on a, on um, Virgin. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I was on a plane. That's streaming a real thing. thrill. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. My face was like on Virgin, and who, I think your um, partner sent a photo. Was on a plane once for a work trip, and was like, "What the fuck?" And it was just my face being like internment. It was very funny. Anyway, that's so good. It was like the highlight of well, my I'm career. I'm pretty sure 1999, which you're in, was on a was on a Virgin plane as well. Oh. See, wow. I made it. I fucking Bam. made it. You don't need to hire me for shit. <laughs> anyway, um, um, I feel like Seth MacFarlane has such a voice and it's just so – but it's – American Dad is just like yeah, it family is. guy. Yeah. Like it really is. Like I, he's just like taken it all the way to the bank, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. I um, I don't know. Like I never really watched American Dad and I was like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for American Dad. Particularly, I, I think I am because we're not really, I'm not really writing anything at the mm-hmm. moment. When I'm writing comedy, mm-hmm. I really, and when I'm doing live performance, I really don't like watching comedy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But now is kind of the time for me to watch comedy because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing more. I'm, this is just chats mm-hmm. and then I'm, and, um, I was, but I was like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for American Dad, right? And then there was one joke in it. Which really made me laugh, which was the uh, bit in it where um, where he was dancing. I lost it. Yeah. And then and then it was like pulled out mm-hmm. and then it went. So funny. It's so genuinely very funny. Like I started giggling and my partner was like in another room, was like, what are you giggling about? I'm like, and I rewound it and I showed him. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like a lot. It's rare for me to laugh yeah. now at, at scripted well, that's the comedy. Thing. Like, I don't watch a lot of Seth MacFarlane stuff. Mm. I really don't. I've seen, I've seen the Cleveland show. I've seen Family Guy, obviously, and I've seen American Dad. But I reckon that for every episode I've seen, there is at least one joke in every episode I've seen that gets a actual giggle from yeah. me. Like that one really hit me. It was like it's it's. It um, was so. It was really funny. I laughed. And yeah. it was. You know, I think it was particularly funny because I was like, "This is a weird choice," which I like. Mm. It was a weird choice initially. I'm like, "This is a fun vibe," but I knew where it was going, and then it got me. And it's so. You know, when you do comedy, it's such a treat when someone gets you. It's almost like ah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like you got me. Yeah. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's like the more and more you do comedy, the easier it is to like. Especially when you when with particular comedians that you watch or particular shows, you pick up on the rhythm and you see where it's yes, going. Yeah. I did not see that joke. Should we tell the joke? Or oh, no? that's fine. It's the yeah. first, it's in the first five minutes it's of the, the episode. It's the dancing one. Yeah. yeah. It's so it was so funny. Like it was yeah. genuinely very funny. I also really liked the song. Which um, was the Stelio Stelio Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was very funny. Like I think it's a funny like it is funny, but for some reason. I probably won't ever sit down and be like, I'm going to watch a season of this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's not really my thing. But I do think it's funny. I do think Seth MacFarlane is like very funny. Like I think his voice like, work is very funny. Is he cancelled? No. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> um, I don't know if he... <laughs> 
I, oh, but he wouldn't have even been that involved in this as well. It's yeah. just a writer's room. It's like the process. But I think there's something funny about a show that's like making this much stuff. Mm. Like it's that like, uh, it's that, you know, I think it's nice to have a show this big that like where clearly things just get through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The writer's room, there was, there's just stuff in it where it's like, oh, there's no time to say no to that because mm-hmm. they're making like yeah. 50 episodes of this and mm-hmm. 70 episodes of Family Guy. So there's no time to say no to that, which is often like frowned on on a show, mm. but like it means that weird fun shit gets through. That's mm-hmm. like where when like, you know, now jumping over to the Masters, it's like talking about South Park, mm. like you know how they do everything in a week. Yep. You've seen that. Like that's the most genius thing for that kind of not that fa- Family Guy and South Park they actually do an episode about how much they hate Family Guy, <laughs> which it's is a, one good. of the best episodes of South Park ever. But but the, just they work so quick so that they don't overthink it, and I think that's so smart. You want to know a fun fact about South Park? Yeah. Um, when I was younger, mm. um, I my mum gave me quite a bit of freedom, really. Like, she would never enforce too many... Like, she wasn't a very strict oh, parent. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Like, the only rules <laughs> we had in the house were that we weren't allowed to go out, like, to stay at friends' houses on weekdays, so yep. Monday to Thursday. That's On Sunday night as well. Like, we couldn't stay the night at a yep. friend's house or go visit friends. Up. It's like, after school, you come home on yep. those nights. So that was a very, very strict enforced rule. And then the other one was no South Park in the house. My mum hated it. That's she funny. thought it was the shittest show she'd ever seen in her life. So it wasn't because she's like, oh, the swearing or whatever. She was just like, it is just a negative shit show. And she, like, enforced it so heavily. So when South Park was really taking off and I was probably, like, I was in primary school when it really first started. Yeah. I wanted to watch it but she would always be like, I'm not having this trash in my house. I fucking hate this show. So I never watched it. And even now as an adult, I've seen selected episodes but I don't really watch it. Because my oh. mum enforced in me so heavily that um, it was just a piece of shit show. Another thing I just remember, I haven't thought about this then in a I'll while. I'll tell you myself. I was story. in year five and a girl said something, 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 C word, but she didn't say the C word. She actually said C, C word. word. And I was like, what's the C word? <laughs> and she was just like, I can't say. I'm not allowed to say. And I was like, no, no, tell me. Like, what is the C word? I'm like, there's no swear word that starts with C. And she was just like, I think it's better that you ask your mother. And I was like, okay. So I get in the car. Was this a girl at school your yeah. age? Yeah. How is that better to ask your mother? What a little something-something. <laughs> and I get in the car when my mum picked me up from school. Drive me home. I'm like, mum, what's the C word? <sighs> and she pulled the car over. Oh, funny. And she turned to me and she's like, I'm going to tell you what it is. But never ever say it in my house. She was very against it. She was like, it's an incredibly derogatory term towards women. Yeah. Um, under no circumstances are you to ever use this word. Your father, so my dad, uh, would say this word when we first met and I got him to stop saying it. He was, Like, it's a very bad word. So keep in mind, this is 1999. When yeah, this, this is the thing that people don't realise. If there's mm. any international listeners, the C word in Australia, mm. people are like... See, Australians use the C word a lot. Yes, but it's generational. Yeah. Older people don't. And it own, in my comedy career, mm-hmm. the C word has lost its potency. 100%. In the last 10 years yes. that we've softened on the C Absolutely. word. Absolutely, 100%. It used to be never as offensive as it is in America. Mm. 
like in America, it's a, like almost a sexist word. Yes. But I feel like maybe it was Well, that's in the what 90s. my mum yeah. drilled into me was that this word, when you use it, you are being derogatory towards women. Yeah. And you shouldn't, whatever. And she told me, she's like, it's cunt. And I was like, and that's the one time I ever heard my mum say the word. Wow. And she had, like, she literally pulled over the car and was like, that's amazing. I'm going to tell you what it is, but this is blah, blah, blah. And so I did not use the C word until of like after university. Wow. Like everyone around me was using it and I never used it because wow, my yeah. mum like had drilled into me. And then I realised that like, nah, it's a funny, good word. I would still, <laughs> I would still, I would still never call a woman a C word. I would never, unless it was like. You're a funny cunt. Yeah, like unless, unless it, it was, was like, me to you because that that's all right. You're one of the boys. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, unless it was like funny cunt or like, mm. oh, you're such a cunt. Like, but I would never, well, actually, I don't think I would use, yeah, no, I would never. There is still that territory where it's like angrily calling someone a cunt. Yes. I would, oh, my God. Yeah, there's I a big would, difference. I would, I would call a man a cunt. Like, oh, he's such a fucking cunt. But I would never, I don't think I would call a woman a cunt angrily. No. Because it does start to get into that territory, but not in, not like it does in America. But it, honestly, it was like an adjustment for me to start using that word. Yeah. Because even throughout university, I, it, like, and that was about 10 years ago, and it was like when someone would use it, it was like, ooh, cunt, like some, yeah. that person said cunt. It was not long ago. And I was in such shock. And I, I remember just being like, oh, my God, people use this word? Like it's just not used. And then much like... Comedy has progressed in the last 10 years, as is, has my brain. Now I use it all the time. Um, I remember our first I don't ever, use it in anger. I don't think yeah. I've used it like, oh, I fucking hate he's a fucking cunt. Like, it I don't still has think, a bit of impact when they Yeah, I don't angry. use it. In, I use it a lot more like, how about you think this cunt is? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first show I ever did with Auntie Donna, I, I said the word once and it was like, and it, it had power. Like the word then... If you used it well and you used it in a structured joke. Is this your square joke? No, that was later. That was a later show and I think that was A like, viral joke starring Zach Ruel. Yeah, but no, <laughs> it, was, um, it was an earlier, I can't remember the example, but I used it once and I remember my mum and dad were coming to that show mm. and I remember just being like, oh, my God, mm. I'm going to say the C word in front of my parents. And, like, it was so scary. And then and then they were, like, they watched the show and then I started saying it a lot more. But we've, you know, sometimes we use it a lot, but it's it, it still has a bit of impact. But, like, it was very special that you had a word. Mm. There are no words that I can think of now mm. that are not, like, offensive in a way that we're not, that are not going to upset members of the audience because I'm trying to say that, like, the great thing about cunt was 10 years ago mm. it would upset members of the audience because they were being puritanical because they were like, you can't yeah. say that. That's a naughty word. Yeah. You know, like that's why they were upset. Um, it was the last of the puritanical words. Yep. And now there's a lot of words you can't say but the reason you can't say them or you shouldn't, well, you can say them but the reason I choose to yeah. not say them is because they're going to hurt someone's feelings in a more personal way yes. and and more than anything it's just going to like bum out their day and that's always been my thing if if you're upset with what i say because it personally yep. affects you then we can have a comp- i don't want to say that mm-hmm. if you're upset with what i say because you're like you can't say that <laughs> 
And it's just like we're in a weird window where you're allowed to say all the words that upset that kind of person, yeah. I feel. Uh, but can't, there was a window there where you could drop the hat at the end of a punchline and it would just be like. It would just. Oh, oh my God. It would just like fucking like a big. It was. Oh, yeah. The power of that word. The power of that word. But it's kind of gone in Australia now. And then it doesn't. It has the. It has an icky kind of power in, in the US. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. It, in the US, it, it's more. It's like a. It's like an offensive word. It's more of an extension of bitch, if that makes sense. Yes. This is a boring thing to say, but it's like... No, no, I understand. And it took me a while to understand that. It was like, I was like, yeah, it's still offensive in the US. And I had someone have to explain it to me where it's like, it, it's ickier. It's not just like the way your mum mm. was saying. It, it's like, it's really like a quite a mean word to say. Yeah. Um, so we'll still use it occasionally, but we it, it's, it doesn't have... When, when, when used with venom... It's still a pretty powerful word, and I think a lot. But of, when you use it the way the bloody Aussies like to use yeah. it, like it's it, yeah. I think it is, yeah. It, it, but it is what you said before about the like trajectory of the last ten years. Mm. Like I have seen that with that word and the use of that word, and maybe that'll happen in the US. But I think it's a longer journey because mm. genuinely, it's a different word mm. in the US. Like culturally, it's a different word. That's what I find. No, I totally agree with you. Um, but no, that my South Park story. Yes, and then we should talk about John and <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched it with my brother when it first came out on SBS, and no one was watching it. And I think it was PG and I have no idea how it was PG. I think it just like slipped through everyone. Mm. I don't know how the rating system worked. But I was like eight and I watched that show uh, for a full season, right? I would watch episodes and it got to the point where it was like, I think I was even on season two or there was like a cliffhanger and then something happened. I don't know when it happened or how it happened but it then became the most popular show on television, like SBS had a ripper couple of years with that and Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But it became the most popular show on television, and that's when like the like Harold's son, uh, Current Affair was like, you thought The Simpsons was bad. The, the moral panic of the show set in. Do you remember that? Like mm-hmm. it was like yeah, this I remember is the it. worst show. And Cartman, you thought Bart was bad. Cartman is shocking. Um, and because of that, my mum was like, you can't watch this show. And I was like, Mum, I've been watching it for two years. <laughs> and I remember just being like so upset because like uh, I, I was, I had, it wasn't even, it was just like my, she, I was allowed to watch this show and then all of a sudden I wasn't yeah. allowed to watch the show and I was so upset and like everyone got into it and the movie came out and it yep. was this whole thing and it was like this was a show I was watching for for a while and then all of a sudden when it was like something that I could mm. share with people and not be a little fucking dork. <laughs> I, yeah, that's very funny. I, I was one of the only people who didn't watch it. And, yeah, same, um, same, which, which sucked because I was a fan before all of them, not to be like, yeah, no, but I was like, and then people would be like, oh, yeah, no. And, and, but do you know what I'll say, Mish? If you ever do want to get into it, those seasons that you were not allowed to watch are not the good ones. It gets good in like season 10 or well, 11. Well, it was my partner's favourite show as a kid. Yeah. My partner loved South Park. Yeah. And so he was, he's always like, oh, one day we'll sit down and we'll watch like some of my favourite episodes or whatever. And I'm just like, eh. But um, just just sparked the whole like I liked it before other people liked it thing. I just remembered Which something. Which is a funny. Uh, so yeah. funny. You know that somebody that I used to know got you. I just heard Kimber being interviewed on morning radio yeah, this morning. Yeah. 
um, somebody that I used to know, my housemate and I, when I was in Ballarat in 2011, listened and watched that music video on YouTube when it had 2,000 views. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out that day because I was a big Gotcha fan, like, from way back when. Yeah. I liked Gotcha from fucking Hearts of Mess days, right? Yeah. And um, that when that video, I was like, oh, it's a new Gotcha song. And we watch it and we're I like. Love, this is, we're the same person because I've got a Gotcha story. <laughs> I've, got, I've got, baby, I've got plenty of Gotcha stories. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I listened to that song and now it's like, I don't know, in the billions. But I was like, I was in the first 2,000. I remember. Watching Rage, I think I may have told this story before. I remember watching Rage, mm. um, which was the music program, and it was it was the morning where they were playing all the new video clips. Mm-hmm. So it would have probably been the same day. We watched this video on the same weekend. Mm. It was they were playing all the new video clips, and um, I remember just being like, oh, "Everything's so boring." It was just a window of time where everything was cool. Yeah, everything was like really one note, and everyone was being like. Oh, and it was just really one note. Mm-hmm. And I still remember sitting watching Rage. I was on tour for this like independent theatre show and we were in some outer suburban place and watching this video and then the mo- and the song starts. I'm like, oh, it's like all the other songs. I like Gotcha, but this is kind of as chill as everything else I've listened to. And then when, it, when he goes up the octave... Mm. I still remember not just the song, the moment he goes up the octave because it felt like he was, that was a shift from like mm. five, it was like five songs in of all the same thing and then he does that and I was like, oh. <laughs> like oh I, yeah. I still remember like that moment and it's so funny because that song's like so, um, so that became such a big song. Ridiculous, like it, ridiculous. It's still used in ads. I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's crazy. There are people overseas that think this is just a one-hit wonder. I'm like, no, we knew Gautier in Australia. Yeah, he was around. Um, Um, John Leguizamo (laughs) uh, is a voice actor sometimes. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to slip in before we obviously do our Leguizamo's final thoughts and all that. Yeah, we've got to talk about John Um, Leguizamo. I will say, and I'm going to be very, very honest here. Please, be real. I'm going to be real. Um, I thought the episode was funny. Obviously, I love Johnny Legs. Um, I do think, like, I love his voiceover stuff. I get very excited when he's in animated stuff and there's a couple more animated things we have to watch. Um, I was a bit like, oh, with his with this particular, I feel like they didn't really utilise him enough. It was, I, he was doing a voice job, I think. Yes. Not, um, but maybe he was, but it wasn't like. He was hardly in it, firstly. I was expecting, like... I'm surprised they hired John Leguizamo for such a small role. Like, it was clearly him. It's like, oh, there he is. But I was, like, expecting there to be, like, a big bang moment. But that's because we're fucked in the head. Yeah, but we're a bit fucked in the head, eh? But, no, I was was definitely, like, expecting a cameo. Mm. But it was a bit more like a... Yeah. Maybe his mates, that's what I think. It was just like, oh, we should get John Leg. These, these comments really do lead into Leguistamos. Because that's what it felt like. Yeah, and that's great. But it felt like, yeah, they were like, it, it felt less like we should see if John Leguizamo can do it. And mm. more like, oh, I know John Leguizamo. He could do it. Yeah. 100. <laughs> oh, fucking. <laughs> that's exactly what it felt like. That is exactly what that's what it felt like to me. And because we respect and love the legs so much, I ain't okay with that. No. <laughs> yeah. You grovel at the feet of Johnny, Johnny fucking Legazamo. You kiss them toes. You I kiss his toes. <laughs> you kiss his toes. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. You yeah. kiss his toes. 
kiss his toes. He's got his toes out. Why he got his toes out? You gotta kiss his toes. You gotta kiss his toes. <laughs> um, can I give my leg with stomach? Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it two leg with stomachs. Bam. Yeah, it just I as much as I like enjoy his voiceover stuff and I thought the episode was funny, I got an actual giggle from this. Um I, I didn't feel very Leguizamo y to me. So I'm giving it two. And it gets two because the character itself was a really cool looking character mm. and very like I was like, oh Johnny Legs is gonna have fun with this character because it just looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um and the it also gets a little bit as well because the stuff he did do was good, but it was right. just not it didn't feel very like was that two from me. Yeah, great. I give it two and a half mm-hmm. for all of the reasons you gave. Why does it get an extra half though? Because I was going to give it three, but then I was like, no, she's absolutely right. Mm. And and then I was going to give it two, and then I was like, no, I've got to be honest, at least halfway to myself. So I gave it two and a half. But I think you're absolutely right. It wasn't particularly John Leguizamo. He was he was in he was in the B plot. Mm. Um, yeah. Like if someone said, who's John Leguizamo, I've never seen anything. This, of all the things we've watched, and at this point we've done like 130 episodes, mm. so I don't know, so many episodes, this would be in the bottom ten of things I would show to represent him. Yeah, I would. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it actually. Yeah. Like of all the, I would I would sooner show them the fourth episode of ER that we, mm. <laughs> that we reviewed. I would sooner show the, the clip out the front of the Planet Hollywood opening. Oh, well, I'd show that in, like, the top. That's quite high. That's quite high, mate. It's him and uh, what's her name? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would sooner show so many things. Mm. And this is one of the last things I would show to represent our man, the legs. Yeah, because, I mean. Um, and it's not to take away from the fact he didn't do a good job or that the episode wasn't funny. I'm saying that it was just not Leguizamo-y. And I think that's, I think, I think I'm being quite clear. There's John Leguizamo, <laughs> the character actor. Mm-hmm. There's John Leguizamo... The um, star, mm-hmm. uh, oh. you know, and the, and the, who I'm loving seeing more and more. Well, and we're getting we're getting there. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see some more John Leguizamo, the star. Oh my so God. we haven't seen a lot of that since the since the late '90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but John Leguizamo, the star, is coming back, right? Yeah. Uh, there's John Leguizamo, the actor. Mm-hmm. You know, the actor, and then there's John Leguizamo, the actor. Yeah, and I think with this. Mm-hmm. We saw John Leguizamo, the actor. I agree. You know, um, and I think what was great, you know, if you were only picking voiceover, I think you'd go with Titan AE or really Ice Age for John Leguizamo, the character actor. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Bruno for John Leguizamo, the actor. Yeah. This is John Leguizamo, the actor. I hear you. Um, I, I wish I could go down, but I'm happy with my two and a half. I'm happy with my two. There is one other thing I want to address on this podcast. Oh. And I think I think we can address it quickly and yeah. then revisit it next week. Great. Oh, a little hint. And we're going to forget so, by next week. Um, I didn't see it personally. Like I didn't stumble across it. Someone DM'd me a screenshot of John Leguizamo's Instagram profile. Oh, yes. Now, we forgot to talk We all know that this. Johnny Legs has an Instagram. It's quite it's very active. He's very into it. He has stories every day. He posts on his feed a couple of times a week. He's very into it and you can tell. You can tell yeah. that he runs his own Instagram. He might be told what I to think put on there. I think he has help. I think he has help. I think he has help, but you can tell yeah. that he's on it. He's on it, yeah. right? It's on his phone. He's got the app. Yes. Under his profile yes. picture, it says in quotation marks, a Leguizar mm. So he has put that 
in his profile. Now, I'm under the impression what a cliffhanger. that we, as in Zach and I, were the first ones to say it. More specifically, Zach mm. was the first one to say it. And I'm wondering if he heard it from our podcast. Now, I sent this to Zach freaking the fuck like, out. I, I was like... She called me. It was like a Sunday morning. It was insane. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, you coined this phrase. Yeah. Zach coined it. But because I would like to be involved, we're going to say that Mission Zach's leg yeah. was Amarama coined it. And he was like, nah, mate, other people have said that before. And I was like, no, because when you, I don't remember when it was. It was like at the start of the podcast. Right at the start, but I remember we were trying to come up with a word. Yeah. And you said a leg was our mason, and we all had a fucking giggle. And then throughout our podcasting careers, yeah. we have mentioned it. Yeah. Now, I might be going crazy and I've just missed it somewhere. Which you, yeah. Yeah. You're under the impression that you were definitely not the first person to say it. That's not what I thought you were saying. Oh, okay. What I thought you were saying was he got Leguizamesons from us. But if we're the first that said it, yeah, maybe. I just don't think he got it from us. I think we maybe were the first to say it. Okay, well, who else is saying Because Legvolution is a thing. No, Legvolution, I think that's where you're muddled. I think Legvolution is our thing. We tossed up, please, a listener, actually, if, if a listener could let us know. Please. It, don't go back and listen to these. But if you remember mm. what the conversation was, because I remember we talked about it and we were like, Leg was a Masons. And I was like, oh, it's a little too similar to McConaughey-sons. Yeah. And then I, I think we then landed on Legvolution as in. At some point, yeah. Revolution, uh, evolution. Mm. Mm. Legvolution, um, baby. Legvolution. And I think we landed on that. Uh, but I do. We did talk about Legwamasons. Because I do remember never being. What able I'm to asking say our it. listeners, and I really mean, if you have heard someone else use this phrase, or if you have read it somewhere, can you send it to us? Because I would like to know. Mish, I, I can tell you right now. Where? I saw him share about a week before he posted that. Yeah. I'm sorry to end yeah. this on a downer. I saw him share someone posting that on their story. Yeah, but did they get it from us? That's a good question. And maybe. Because I really think that you were the first person to say it. I might have been And the... that is just another little connection we now yeah. have to John Linguizamo. And I don't know. I love this. I love this. Yeah. Yes, yes, maybe it was. That's enough. No. Let's come back. Yeah, let's, we'll come, let's back come back week. to. In a couple of weeks maybe because I don't know when we'll be releasing this episode. But No, it'll be a week from now. We'll be recording in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But a week from now we will revisit. Did we coin? Yeah. Leguizar Masons. Leguizar Masons. Let's find out. Please let us know. What should Tom take us away with? Uh, I think Tom should take us away with um, something American. Like grand, regal, mm. like, like you know, yeah. that kind of thing. That's free. That's free. That's why I'm saying not like. Yeah. Just like free. That's what I think Tom should take us away with. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. think Disneyland or like think any theme yeah. park like this is America. <laughs> yeah, something very American. You can find it, Tom. Tom, you could just loop me going. <laughs> You can't find anything. Um, all right. Thank you for listening, everyone. And join us next, next time. Leg work, next leg week. Leg work week. Oh, God. All right. Thank you. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 